Welcome, everyone. Welcome to the very first episode of After the Blog. I'm Rod Trent, Senior Program Manager at Microsoft, avid blogger, co-host of the Microsoft Security Insight Show, which happens every Wednesday evening. Um, I do a lot of things here at Microsoft. I'm focused on security and AI, artificial intelligence. So you're, you're probably familiar with TV shows like The Curse of Oak Island, one of my favorites, or Deadliest Catch, right? These, these shows a lot of times have things like Digging Deeper or After the Catch episodes that literally take the audience, bring them in for an extra episode to kind of talk about the efforts behind each episode and give extra nuggets of clarity or just some extra things to think about from that specific episode. Um, this podcast is exactly that, all right? So in this episode, <clears throat> I wanted to go a bit deeper to give more context around why I thought it was necessary to start a new must-learn series, all right, and why the time is right to talk about AI security. So this episode is in reference to the must-learn AI security series introduction, all right? You'll find the links images, other notes from the discussion on this episode page. So I'll have that all available for everyone uh, to give that deeper context, those extra nuggets of information. But let's start first with what a must learn series is. All right, let's give it some additional context for those that aren't aware. So a couple years back, I sat in a meeting with the product teams for Microsoft Sentinel, a few other folks, discussion around what we could do to make Microsoft Sentinel easier for our customers to consume. One of the things that was brought out in part of that meeting was that this query language, KQL, Custo Query Language, which is absolutely simple to learn, simple to use, and extremely powerful, was a blocker for our customers because they felt like it was something additional that they needed to learn. Maybe it was more difficult, really wasn't, but you know, it was that perception. So that, that kind of shocked me a little bit because over the course of about a year, I had delivered over almost 90 Microsoft Sentinel workshops to customers. Yes, that's a lot. And I was uh, sort of worn out, <clears throat> but during the middle of that four-day workshop, there was a session about this Custo query language, KQL. And I noted that anytime I delivered that workshop, customers were interested in Microsoft Sentinel. Um, but as we started progressing and learning more about it, it was that moment that we, we finished that KQL session where I saw their eyes light up. I saw light bulbs over their head, if you will. That light bulb moment for our customers where they're like, oh, all I need to do is be able to learn this. I could write my own detections. I could produce my own reports through the workbooks and things like that. Um, so it was, uh, it was a good moment. And so I knew that it was important and critical. So, and I looked at our documentation. I looked at the learning. There were no MS Press books. There were no books, in fact, in general for KQL even though it was absolutely as important as it, and critical as it was. Because at Microsoft, everything in Azure, everything, almost everything data-centric utilizes KQL. Even today, by the way, um, 
IBM and uh, oh my goodness, QRadar. Sorry, I almost forgot IBM's Seam product. Uh, now also supports KQL, so extremely important. But I saw that we just didn't have that great of learning capability or opportunities for our customers. So I created what was called the Must Learn KQL series. It was a series of blogs, kind of took off on its own. I have some stats here in front of me, all right, two years on. So it's it's a GitHub, it was started as a blog series. It was uh, incorporated into a GitHub repo because there were a lot of hands-on activities, still are today, hands-on activities to learn. I prefer to learn, I prefer to do, you know, things, work on the keyboard to learn. That's just how I work best. I know a lot of people are that way. So all the code and everything's on the GitHub repo. So blog series, GitHub repo eventually went into an actual book to kind of expand the audience. So there's a Kindle version and also soft paperback and hardcover copies of that as well. There's also an assessment, right? So this thing kind of evolved organically to be this thing just some of the stats, right? Um, how well and how popular this series ended up being, and still is today. People are still, um, I'm still issuing certificates constantly. Uh, the GitHub repo has 136 forks. Um, a lot of people have started uh, 60,000 views, 35,000 unique visitors to the GitHub repo. Uh, the blog itself, uh, over 1.2 million visits or views and that is like 36,000 unique visitors something like that the book itself right uh, it's been downloaded so it's interesting there is a free version of the pdf which sits out on that github repo which anyone can download it's been downloaded 8,000 times but there's also went through the amazon publishing process there's a kindle version as i mentioned paperback hardcover Um, the kindle version has been purchased 700 times. The reason why some people opt for the the Amazon versions is because it's easy to find, right? It's on Amazon. People are looking to learn KQL. Uh, but number two, all of the proceeds from the sales of the books on Amazon, all the proceeds go to St. Jude's Children's uh, the Cancer Hospital. So it goes to a worthy cause. So any any money that comes from that, which it's pretty nominal. I didn't price it out of the... Out of, the pocketbook, it's it's really, really cheap, but it's easy to easy to get. And then you can read it in a browser, on a reader, you know, send it to your Kindle or whatever. But anyway, um, over 700 Kindle books. Uh, the paperback has sold like 564 books. Hardcover, not quite as many, just about 180 books, something like that. But that's still, all that money goes to St. Jude's, so that's awesome. The assessment has been taken over 4,000 times. Um, I have issued, hand-issued personally, 3,000, a little over 3,000 certificates. People have gone through this entire series. So you can see it's, it's, it's super successful, super accessible. It's free training. And at the time, I thought, you know, this is absolutely critical and important. There's not enough learning out there about KQL. Fast forward to about, uh, well... I was thinking yesterday, I was going to say six months, but I've been working on securing and security of AI for almost a year now. It seems like time has really gotten away from me, but it is a very important, critical aspect. So this new 
AI stuff, this generative AI, which has become this latest hotness. At Microsoft, we've worked on AI and machine learning for a long, long time. So it's not new, but when OpenAI released their chat GPT, all of a sudden it's the shiny new thing and everybody wants to use it. But no one was asking the question, right? How do we secure this or should we secure it? Or can we monitor for security? How do we protect our users? How do we protect ourselves in the event there's some potential threat in this stream and this API and these apps that people are creating um, based on the API and things like that, right? So nobody was actually asking those questions. So this is one of those points in time, just like Muscler and KQL, where Muscler and AI security, I felt, needed to be developed and released. So uh, up to chapter two, I intend to release at least a chapter a week. So far, let's see, I have, looking at the page here, there's the first two chapters are released. Um, first chapter was prompt injection attacks against AI. The second, of course, which released this week was data poisoning attacks against AI. I started the series with a, with, with a joke. Um, and the joke goes like this. It's not a great joke. It's just something I made up. All right. How can you tell when there is a Microsoft person in the room, all right? I'll give you a second. No drum roll, please. It's fine. Um, the actual answer to that question is the conversation turns to AI within five minutes, all right? So again, not a great joke, more of a truism, not really a joke, but at the same time, it is a truth. <clears throat> I think, and I mentioned earlier, you know, I co-host a show called Microsoft Security Insights every Wednesday night. Awesome. My colleagues on there, Andrea Brody and Edward, they're awesome. We talk about security. We have guests on from within Microsoft, external to Microsoft, our partners talk about security every week. But I have to tell you, since like January of this year, uh, there has been some evidence of talking about AI or generative AI within each episode. It didn't consume the entire episode, but at some point somebody mentioned AI and guess what? We kind of had to go down that route for just a minute or two. There were a couple episodes where we did absolutely talk about AI. Um, on Tenue, one of our great partners was on to talk about that recently, what their efforts are in that respect. You can go back and check that out. I'll put that link in the show in this episode notes. You can take a look at those here shortly. Um, but it's true. <clears throat> we at Microsoft obviously talk about AI a lot. I personally talk about security of AI, right? So there's a whole thing. I Maybe I'll go into it eventually in, in the next episode about some of my efforts behind uh, securing AI and security AI. But if you read through the blog that is part of or a piece of our efforts today in this podcast you'll see kind of the importance behind why it was started. And I give you some references, a great book on Amazon that you can get. I, I have it and I've read it, actually read it and gone back and referenced it a few times, right? It's called Not With a Bug, But With a Sticker, Attacks on Machine Learning Systems and What to Do About Them. I believe that was, uh, when was that released? Let me double check. So it's been out for a while. It's written by, oh, so publication date was March 31st, 2023. So it's not been out that long, but if you know the writing and publishing 
industry, you know that that book was in process and being written and going through the process of editing, copying and stuff like that for about, I don't know, six to eight months, right? So that's, that's just how that works. But, so it's been out a while. It's written um, by an individual within Microsoft that runs our red teams. So he knows. I thought this was an awesome book. It gives you some great examples, great reference if you're wanting to dig directly into it and have something to read, right? But this is the important thing, right? Generative AI is cool. Um, I, my family members, right? Some colleagues sometimes, people will ask those questions. Is AI going to take over humanity and destroy the world? Because a lot of them really believe those news headlines. I have to answer those questions all the time. I've had to answer that with my mom, who's almost 80 years old. She's like, this AI thing seems like mind control and satanic. And so I've had kind of had to explain why I work on it and why, you know, I've not been taken over and I'm not a AI zombie or whatever and how it actually really works. Great questions by an almost 80 year old person, though just to understand right, exactly what AI is and, and what its effects are. But at the same time, this series is absolutely important. You may not ever develop an app for generative AI or any type of the AI components, right? That may not be you. You're not a developer. You're not an engineer. You don't develop and scale out the architecture to run AI within your organization. Maybe that's not you. Maybe you're just, you know, an IT pro. Maybe you're an IT pro that what we like to call accidental security. Your job is IT pro managing your systems, but at the same time, you're tasked with security. At some point, if you deal with security in any fashion, you will deal with how do I monitor? What do I monitor for? How do I look for potential threats in AI? And how do I keep up to date? on the newest and latest threats and what do those look like and how to identify those. So that's that's really kind of where this series plays into, right? This must learn AI security series. Just like must learn KQL had its own special short URL to be memorable, aka.ms slash must learn KQL. This series has its own short URL as well, which is aka.ms slash must learn AI security. All one word there. So it's easy to get to, easy to understand. Um, and my hope is, is that this not necessarily makes you think that I'm the expert in this, but that we are learning this all together and kind of developing the series as it goes along. My hope is, is that as you read and consume this series, that you'll be willing to give feedback. So the series is on Substack. Substack has some very cool capabilities for notes, comments, all kinds of cool things. There's a GitHub repo that's part of this, just like for the Must Learn KQL series. So you can actually go out to the GitHub repo and make adjustments there and create a push and I'll fix it. Um, so again, this is all of us working together to learn this stuff and ensuring that we're all up to date on how we secure AI within our organizations, how we protect our people, how do we protect those things that we're actually responsible for. All right, so that's it. 
That's it for this episode. I don't want these episodes to really go that long just to give you some additional nuggets. They're not going to be huge efforts on my part. We may see some, and, and I promise you we will, we will hear from some guests as we go along because um, I'm working with some internal folks. A lot of people don't understand. A lot of my blogs come from ideas and thoughts that <clears throat> a lot of time have been developed internally. For this AI security, I'm on a team, a couple teams within Microsoft, where we're working on this. So the things that I produce as part of this series, a lot of those ideas come from that, right? So you're going to see in the content in these where there's actually a lot of people that are working on the back end to ensure that the content here matches and aligns exactly with what we're talking about at Microsoft. I'll talk a little bit more about that as we go along in this series. But I just wanted to kind of throw that in <clears throat> just to get you salivating for future episodes. All right. So that's it for this episode. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. Share this with your colleagues, friends, family, basically anyone and everyone. All right. And I'll talk to you next episode.